if you have any questions or comments and you'd like them to be on the show, feel free to leave me a voice message. The link for that should be in the show notes. If you want to leave me a message, you can find me on Instagram at Adam underscore Elisha, on Twitter at Mathematically Speaking, and there's now a Facebook group called Mathematically Speaking where we're going to be having discussions after every show, and I'll be posting episodes there about a day early. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Mathematically speaking, I'm your host, Adam Allred, and I apologize in advance because I'm having to record this episode outside, so if there's any background noise and you aren't able to hear me, I'm I'm sorry. Um, I, let me know, and I can always do a re-record and put it back up on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this to. But um, this episode and the following two are going to involve a little thought experiment where we as a society scratch the entire school system that we have now and uh, choose what subjects are going to be in the new school system. And so we get to the point where we're saying, well, should math be taught to people? And then, well, let's say that we say yes, but only to people who will need it in their career, like engineers or computer scientists or doctors and such. And... Even then, it's only to those who are going to be teaching it to other people, not the people in the field doing it, because we'll have computers and we'll have other technologies that can actually do what the math does for the people building the buildings and cars and bridges and things that get us to space and all those other things that engineers do. And, but the question is, should people who aren't going to use math still be forced to take it? And to answer that question, we kind of have to know what math is. It's, it's hard to explain. You, you can pause real quick and think about it yourself. If all the people just think of formulas, or maybe if you're a bit more knowledgeable, maybe you know what theorems are, proofs, and there's, there's over 3,400 f- fields and subfields of mathematics, so it's hard to give it one solid definition. But there's three major perspectives on, philosophical perspectives on what math is. Uh, The first one, Platonism, which is uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Formalism will be the next episode, and the last of this mini-series is going to be the socio-humanist point of view. And given a mathematician's philosophical point of view on what math is, whether or either of these three, sorry, <laughs> either of these three impacts uh, how they're, if they're teaching it, how it's taught. And as a student, uh, if, if they're a student of math, their perspective also influences how they learn. So there's more to a philosophy of math besides just the math. There's an impact on the education. And if we're discussing um, the education of math, then these three things should be sorry again, should be uh, looked at pretty closely. So to begin uh, today's episode, we're going to deal with Platonism, 
which is just anyone who is a follower of Plato. It's it's the ism, it's the it's the belief system that Plato set up, and in his metaphysics and his mathematics, uh, he has what he calls the world of forms, and it's just that everything we see on this world is just uh, an, our interpretation or perception of things, but it's not really what those things are. If I can be looking at a chair and I can try to describe the chair, but that's not really what a chair is. It's not, it's chairness, if that makes any sense. And, but those, the, the chairness or trees, treeness or waters, wateriness, those, all those things, um, even abstract concepts such as goodness and beauty and justice exist in a world of forms, which is kind of like in a heavenly type realm. And mathematical ideas existed there as well. So if you draw a cube, that's just our perception of a cube. That's not really, it doesn't have cubeness. It doesn't have what a cube really is when we just draw it on a piece of paper or make one out of paper, origami or something like that. Uh, but those those nisses, isms, exist in a world of forms. And this idea was taken pretty pretty seriously, and it was kind of a, it was a big deal at the time in ancient Greece. And Pythagoras, who we most people know from the Pythagorean theorem, uh, who was born in 570 BCE, he was known as a mathematician and a philosopher, some, somewhat more of a mystic than those two, but he had been in big impacts in philosophy and mathematics. Uh, he was a follower of Plato and he took this idea and kind of started a cult following um, around this around this idea of a world of forms and numbers being real uh, beyond just how we use them they're they're true like real things like if I touch this table I'm recording on that I'm feeling that this thing is real numbers are also like that um, a lot. It's, it's it's unclear what he did in terms of uh, his mathematical. What am I thinking of? What's the word? Contributions. Uh, contributions to the subject. Because uh, there's just very few records of who did what back then. Uh, we we know for sure that he wasn't the one that invented the Pythagorean theorem. This concept was used by Egyptians and other civilizations long before him. But for some reason, we attach his name onto it. Uh, anyways, so things such as abs, abs, abstract concepts such as marriage or justice, they were given numerical values. Like marriage was the number five because it was the union of masculinity and femininity, which were two and three. Justice was the number four. And the number one wasn't a number. You weren't allowed to use it just by itself. So I couldn't add two plus one. It just... For some, the number one wasn't considered a number because it wasn't considered odd or even, and numbers had to be odd or even. And every number they thought was a rational number, meaning that it could be written as a fraction. And even things, when you plug in a calculator that have a lot of decimals after it, could just be written as one really big fraction. So it's still rational. And there's something called irrational numbers, and they're just numbers that cannot be written as a fraction. It turns out that one of his followers, uh, one of Pythagoras's followers, discovered a proof for the square root of two being irrational. And Pythagoras looked it over and he realized that he was correct, but he couldn't let this, he couldn't let his people know that he was correct. So he either killed him or banished him. It's kind of unclear what he did. But afterwards, they celebrated his death or banishment. 
and they had this huge feast, lasted for a few days. And it kind of kept the idea of only rational numbers being a thing. And they, d they discovered pretty good approximations for the square root of 2 and other numbers. Um, but it's true irrationality, I suppose. Uh, they kind of hid that under the rug. So, even though that was in ancient Greece, this idea of numbers being a real thing, maybe not having, uh, like, the idea that marriage is the number five, those ideas are pretty pretty extinct. But the idea that numbers are real and they exist in this world of forms, is, it's an idea that's still carried around by mathematicians. So, put yourself in the shoes of a, of a teacher or a professor uh, at whatever level you want, high school or college or anything. Uh, if your if your mathematical philosophy is that numbers are real and they exist in this world of forms, how would that impact your teaching? Why would you even bother to teach at all if it can only be understood by people who just have this innate ability, I suppose, to interact with this other world and relay the messages that it gives them? And then as a student... And your, and your professor has this idea, your teacher has this idea of Platonism, that numbers exist in this world of forms. As a student, why would you try? If only math, true mathematicians can harness this power and be able to interpret what the world of forms is saying mathematically. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. There's no need to put in hours and study and work hard to do well in grades or tests or anything because you just oh okay i'm just not a mathematician cool that's fine and it kind of spreads this myth that there's a math gene that you have to have there's somewhere genetically that you're good at math or not good at math and people kind of give up on it and they just say oh well i'm just not good at math oh well as opposed to just trying hard at like anything in life hard work gives you success it's a typical it's, it's a pretty solid formula to do well so uh, I'm going to end this episode as, as a shorter one, but I want you to think uh, until the next episode that how would, whether or not you agree with this idea that, mathemat that mathematical ideas uh, exist in a world of forms, if that sounds like something reasonable to you, and if it does, cool, that's fine. Uh, or try to think back on your education. If you're a person who didn't like math, do you think that your teacher may have had these point of views? Do you think that would have impacted your learning of it? Or if you're a student, if you didn't have, if you had this idea, maybe maybe that's why you thought that you could not do well because well these things just aren't coming to me. And but if not, if if you disagree with it, then stick around till the next episode where we'll discuss something known as formalism, which very simply uh, is just that math is nothing but notation and symbols. But notation, it's notation and symbols have huge impact. And I'll tell you a little story about the birth of calculus. So until next time, if you would like to give me a review of sorts, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Adam Elisha. I believe on Instagram it's Adam underscore Elisha. And on Twitter it's just Adam Elisha. Uh, you can let me know your thoughts on this uh, episode. You can let me know your thoughts on maybe your education of mathematics as a student or maybe if you're a teacher, uh, your views on this. Any feedback would be nice. And I'll talk to you guys next time. This was Mathematically Speaking.